It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Back to the Book. Um, Please take your Bibles, if you will, and turn to Genesis chapter 6. Now, for those of you listening by way of radio, um, you'll you'll probably have noticed that I seem to skip a week. I started a thought two weeks ago called You Can Stand. I got into the introduction of it, and I never actually uh, have finished it up. And then last week got very busy, and I needed some more time in the study. I still had some unanswered questions. So, needless to say, I was not able to finish up that message. Um, This week, if the Lord will help, we're going to try to finish up uh, that message on You Can Stand. Now, I'm going to go ahead and read the text, do a quick review of where we've been. We'll see where we get, and then we'll try to finish it up this week and maybe move on to uh, some other things the Lord has been showing us. Genesis chapter 6 is where we're going to begin reading. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 1. It says this, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. And they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, When the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children unto them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. I'm going to just stop reading there, I think, for the purpose of what we're looking at today. I don't believe that um, that we need to uh, go any farther in this. Um, what I had said last, last uh, time I was on this subject, so two weeks ago, we began looking just at the wickedness of the times. Now, now here's my thought. The wickedness of Noah's day parallels the wickedness that we see in our nation today, really in the world as a whole. And really, I'm just just—I'm not going to spend the time that I did um, two weeks ago going through some of this or explaining it, and to some it may seem like I'm sidestepping some things, but if I could just boil down some of the big issues that we saw um, previously in verses 1 through 7, we see there's uh, lust is rampant, uh, marriage has been um, perverted, if I can put it that way. Uh, you, you see the sons of God just taking them daughters of men, of who all, all that they chose, just whoever they thought would go, they would just go ahead and you know, 
Mary for what for just fleshly reasons, if I can say it that way. But that that thought that that thought process was prevalent, if I can say that. Um, I liked what uh, John G. Butler said. He he brought up that in verse one he said, "And daughters were born unto them." He says, "Well, we know that there were daughters born before that. Why is it that they're brought up in this way?" And he said, "It seems like the focus of society was an ungodly focus." on the young women coming up in the day. And we see the same thing in our country today. And it's lust in a lot more areas than just uh, men versus women. Unfortunately, we see it in today's world as men with men, women with women. I mean, wicked, filthy, unimaginable things are going on in our country today. We go to verse 3. It says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. We see there's a struggle going on between man and between God. A, if I can put it this way, a resistive spirit to God, a, a, a anti-God spirit. They want nothing to do with God. They don't want God dealing with them. They don't want the, the yoke or the authority of God's law in their lives. And so they just reject what, whatever the revealed truth of God's word is that they had. They rejected it. They wanted nothing to do with it. So here you see God's spirit trying to deal with them, trying to, to bring them you know, to a place where they could find grace in his sight. But nobody's accepting it. No, it's, there's, they're just resisting the work that God wanted to do. We see that also in today. Not only do we see that lustful mentality in our nation today, but we see a very resistive spirit towards the things of God. People do not appreciate the true Word of God when it's just preached how it's meant to be preached. People do not appreciate... Um, do not want anything to do with the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God. When you begin to deal with sin and name sin d directly, people, th they want nothing to do with that. You go, I believe it's Timothy that says it, um, talks about men heaping to themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, teachers that are willing to say whatever they have to to please a man. Well, we see that going on in our world today as well. People want nothing to do with God. So we're just seeing parallels of what we find in Noah's time versus what we find now. We could read on to verse 4. It talks about giants in the earth in those days. I don't really want to get into a lot of that, but what I do see from this is that the heroes of that day, the ones that were looked up to, the ones that had the power and influence of the society, if I can say say that. They were not godly men. We could parallel that today, and I did two weeks ago, just to modern Hollywood and those that we... Our, our world, America, tend to promote. They are very godless individuals, wicked individuals. You've got your, your music stars, your Hollywood stars, and all of them. They don't want nothing to do with God. There's nothing righteous or holy about them. But that is who society has set up as heroes. We could read verse 5. It really sums it all up. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that the imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And I believe that's exactly where we find our world, America, unfortunately. It's exactly where we're at. 
So we have this parallel, if I can, I can say it, a parallel between Noah's day and our day. Now we know the New Testament says, talking about Christ's second coming, that it will be as it was in the days of Noah. Well, we're pretty much there. As far as I can tell, there's nothing missing. But here's the thought. In the midst of all this wickedness, in the, the middle of all that was going on in that day, we find one man who stands for God. One man who, while we could say all society is against him, this man yet finds grace in God's sight and stands in opposition to all that the world stood for. And so here's my question. How do we stand? How can we stand against the wickedness and the evils that we see prevalent in our day? I mean, just let's just make this very practical to, to right where we're at. America as a country, we see it, big issues such as abortion, issues such as alcohol, issues such as sodomy, and we could go on and on and on and on. You've got people shacking up. With, with others, the Bible's very clear on all these sins, and I'm, I'm not wanting to deal with them specifically right now, but my question is, how do we stand against the evils of the day? When we see a very anti-God philosophy being shoved down our throats by different politicians and, and, and others that, that tend to be in the limelight of society, how do we stand against these things? What is our biblical responsibility to it? Now, I, I believe we have a responsibility. God's made three institutions. You've got the home. You have the church. And you have the government. I believe we have a responsibility to each one. I'm not at all going to be getting political. Although some, some political things maybe spurred some of my thoughts in this. What do we do if people become begin to try to shut down our churches or, or do this or that? Maybe that's some of what spurred some of the, the thoughts going on in my mind. But how do we stand? What, what is our biblical responsibility? And I feel like God was showing me a few things from this text. Some things we can learn from how Noah stood. How do we stand? I want you just to notice the first, first thing we see, and this is simple. But verse 8 says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. If we're going to stand, it's not going to be because of ourselves, who we are, or what we are, or how good we think we are, or how conservative or liberal we are. None of that matters. If we're going to truly stand for God in, in, in a day when all society is against God. It's only going to be by the grace of God. We could say this represents salvation in Noah's life. Now we don't know all how God worked it in there, but we know he was saved. That's simple. I mean, salvation is when we find grace in God's sight. It's, it, we are saved by grace through faith. So, if we're going to stand, first of all, a person's got to be saved. Now that's simple, I know. We need to understand 
that the only hope, the only way we're ever going to stand is by God, through God. And if we don't have Him in our heart, there's not much of a difference that we're going to be able to make. You see, the issues that we see going on in our country and in our world, they are not political issues. They are spiritual issues. We like to look at it as a thing of liberalism versus conservatism, um, where maybe people have taken moral values and tried to politicize them. That has nothing to do with, with what's really going on. The issue with America, the issue with the world, is a spiritual problem, not a political one. Now, I, I don't care who, who it was that you're, you were backing as far as political candidates go. In the end of, of the day, all that matters is what's going on spiritually. See, the Bible is very clear that righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. If we want to stand, we're going to have to see some righteousness in our country and in our lives. And that's going to have to be by God's grace because that's something we cannot create in ourselves. And we're, we're almost out of time here. I'm not going to be able to move on. We'll deal with this some more for those listening to my way of radio tomorrow. Um, but we can find grace in God's sight. We can stand. If Noah could stand against all the evils that he faced in the day that just parallel exactly what we're seeing in our day and age, if Noah could do it back then, and let me remind you, he was the only one back then. If he could do it then, in a world filled with, there were millions of people at this time, a lot more than what some people would want to give them credit for. And we find one man standing against a world that was turned against God. If Noah can do it, here's really the crux of the whole matter. If Noah can do it, so can we. We have no excuse why we cannot stand. We can't use the, the excuse that, well, the world's just so wicked, they're just so turned against us. That's not going to fly with God. So if the Lord will help us throughout the course of this week, or for those listening by way of Facebook or the podcast, whenever you want to watch the next one, you'll be able to see we can stand the exact same way that Noah did. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.